There will be spoilers ahead. Lots of spoilers, so be careful, won't you? If the one thing I can say I know is we got this bad, bad, wicked, bad show. All the movie films, they all come a-begging. Gotta laugh, they made a gaff. It's them we gonna eggin'. What's so funny? The show is really honey. We make a lot of money. We got a beat. On the street, our word is sweet. They all be sending up our every tweet. Um, rapping is is good in the um, uh, hood. I'd better stop before I get the uh, mop. Don't give me the, the chop. This is gonna flop um uh, max mike <laughs> movies <laughs> Whew. this uh rapping thing is harder than it looks you know what else is harder than it looks our host max hard cheese levine give us some cultures max word up dog <laughs> don't say that to my mother I, you've gone off your meds again haven't you <laughs> i think i need some ones without mm. little m's on them yeah, uh, yeah. and me thicker than curd i'm mike smile when you say poutine loose we took a little break because we had a little ache uh, okay, okay, I'll, I'll I'll stop. Just just don't. Just don't. <laughs> there was a space between the last series and this one, but it was a necessary one. We had to collate all the answers to our poll question because you, the listener, are going to be part of our brand new series, What's So Funny? Whether you like it or not. <laughs> it's comedy season. Trust me. We need it. And this time out, we're splitting things three ways. Me, Max, and you. Yep, we're going to nine episodes so everyone gets an equal turn. First up, a film made by The Lonely Island. Huh, didn't know land masses could make movies. Uh, it's the 2016 mockumentary Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping. It stars Andy Samberg, Akiva Schaefer, and Jorma Taconi, three household names if you've never heard them. But before we get to that, we're going to get to this. Poll question... Last time around, we asked you what the scariest movie character was to you. You managed to open tightly clenched eyes long enough to write us these. Nick Hoffman said simply, The Thing. We'll assume he meant the one from the remake of the movie of the no, same name. And you not... know, the, the Thing from the movie that the guy... No, I think it's actually a uh, uh, remake of the movie of the same name oh. and not just some random thing. Later, he Agreed expounded, quote... Conceptually, it's anything until it reveals. The, mm. the shot near the end well, where Wilford Brimley had his hand in the face of Donald Moffat was just disturbing, end quote. Oh, thanks, Nick. And diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> Regan McStravick was next with, quote, The Morlocks in the Time Machine, 1960 version, not the Guy Pierce one. Mm. Nightmares for weeks. Of course, I also thought all the hat people in H.R. Puffin stuff were creepy <laughs> as hell. I think he means Lidsville. So... More recently, I totally lost it the first time the girl crawled out of the television in The Ring, end quote. Oh, boy. That girl freaks me out so much, I do not want to see that movie. Thanks, Regan. Yeah. Chris Francioni offered, quote, the alien and John Carpenter's The Thing, end quote. Yeah, ah, another thing. thing coming. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> I haven't missed you at all. <laughs> yeah, that's because you can't shoot. Uh, Tyler Stewart, that made no sense. Tyler Stewart came in at this odd angle with, quote, the weeping angels in the Doctor Who episode Blink, episode 10 of the third season of New Who. <laughs> Is that a drink that's chocolatey and delicious? 
<laughs> it's very standalone. The Doctor doesn't appear much in it at all. It's the best written single episode. It shows you just how terrifying the Whovian universe, or Whoviverse, I don't know, is or without Whoville. the Doctor around, end quote. Huh, never thought of Doctor Who as scary, but all yeah. right. Thanks, Tyler. Brian Mundo wrote, quote, The fireies in the labyrinth. They horrified me as a kid, removing their heads, etc., end quote. Huh. I wonder if they still give him that reaction. Thanks, Brian. <clears throat> Chrissy Becker Kranitsky posted, quote, The tooth fairy in darkness falls, end quote. I don't know it. I don't want to. Thanks, Chrissy. Yeah. Val Coons. Hey, where did my footsteps go? Somebody cue no, those, won't you? They've queued up over there. Oh, good. Uh, anyway, she of no relation said, quote, The 1922 Max Shrek Nosferatu, a hundred-plus-year really? character portrayal that still gives me the creeps, end quote. Oh, oh a little German expressionism will put those kids to sleep permanently. <laughs> Thanks, Val. Shrek, the, the German theater needs you. Yeah, sure. Dave Mackman, in a stunningly coincidental answer, wrote, quote, The witch in Snow White scared the heck out of me the first time I saw it. I don't. Think, I could see that. I don't when think, you're a little kid. Yeah. That's right. They also kill Pinocchio with a giant whale. I mean, yeah. yeah. I don't think any film has ever topped that experience. That said, I do remember being quite scared watching Cape Fear, end quote. Coincidental, as last week's movie also starred Robert Mitchum. Thanks, Dave. Dave. Nick Gasparoni's answer was, quote, T-1000 terrified me as a kid. Honestly, Ugh. probably still does, though haven't seen Terminator 2 in a while, end quote. Yeah, Robert Patrick did play that role extra creepily. Thanks, Yeah, Nick. very creepy, very disturbing. Steve Keltner gave us, quote, a lot of the ones above, but I'd also put in a vote for Hannibal Lecter in The Silence of the Ooh, Lambs, yeah. end quote. Yeah, yeah, uh, Ooh, that, that one. Uh, mm. Thanks, Steve. <clears throat> Christine Santos posted, quote, I know everyone says the thing, but I wanted to give an honorable mention to the creature in Oates Studio short film Zygote. That thing's movement what? always made me so uneasy. I don't know. It's hard to choose, end quote. Wow. I don't know that. Never either, heard of that. But it is hard to choose. So thanks, mm. Christine. Jamie Kleinert's answer, I did not see this coming. Quote, mm? Emperor Palpatine, especially in episodes one through three, he's what? so damned reasonable about getting what he wants. And even the heroes are willing to go along with him because he isn't ask for, asking for anything out of the ordinary until, of course, he does. But by then it's too late. 2016 made it even more scary because it seems like it was happening in real life and people just didn't get it. End quote. Yeah, real huh. evil seems reasonable, doesn't it? Wow, Jamie? that's an interesting take. Yeah, thanks, Jamie. Keith Wright's take was, quote, My vote is the creature in the first Alien movie. Before there were Ooh. 50 sequels, we had never seen a creature like the one created by H.R. Giger. It's a marvel of menace and mechanics. That extra jaw that pops out of its mouth. Ooh, creepy, XOXO. Or Zozo. I, mm, Zozo's pedals! I don't know. <laughs> End quote. Um, I was wondering when the xenomorph was going to make an appearance. Yeah. Ah! Uh, oh, <laughs> I mean, thanks, Keith. It didn't really make an appearance. <laughs> Just Max in my window. <laughs> Steve Harvey, did he take this seriously? He said, but. quote, Miranda Priestley, no question, end quote. <laughs> well, the devil will wear keds on the weekend. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's making fun of us. <laughs> could be. Richard Tatum, don't say it, Max, said, quote, I better than the Tatum. Oh, fired. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Tatum said, quote, I'm with Keith Wright, that original xenomorph on Alien. Yeah. Otherwise, there are monsters in The Mist that still creep me out, but they're not Ooh, characters yeah. per se. 
And True. he uh, end quote. And he is with Keith Wright on podcast's own Q Footsteps. Have we mentioned? Thanks, Richard. Roland Hardy simply wrote, quote, Alien, end quote. I think yeah. the xenomorph has overtaken the ever-loving blue-eyed thing. Thanks, you Roland. You don't know that? She, she, he might be referring to John Hurt. I don't think so. Could be. <laughs> You're He's kind of scary. <laughs> Seth Jacobs snuck in with, quote, Eric Roberts in Star 80, Vincent D'Onofrio Ooh, yeah. in The Salton Ooh. Sea, and Julian Moore in Savage Grace, end quote. Thanks, Seth. Julian Moore. You ever see Savage Grace? She can Grace? be menacing. It's, you'd be surprised. I'd have to be, but, hmm. Ursula Murray Husted is last on the old Facebook with, quote, as a kid, large Marge in Pee-wee's Big Adventure, hands down, end quote. <laughs> okay, Thanks, that Ursula. scene did freak me out when I first saw it, although it was more like the effect than her, but yeah. Huh. Hmm. Over to the website where cool people hang out, and it who is. could be cooler than Penguin Herdsman Vince, who answered, quote, Scariest movie characters? The Xenomorphin alien scared the crap out of me when I saw it at an advanced preview showing. Part of that was that everyone in the theater thought it would be funny and didn't have a clue what we were in for. <laughs> Oops. I also found the evil girl with the bad hair in The Ring terrifying in the Japanese and American versions. When she came uh. out of the TV in the Japanese version, I was already super creeped out, but I was not prepared for that effect. I pooped a penguin, end quote. <laughs> oh, too much Ooh, information there at the end. Those beaks would be painful. <laughs> they give you uh, penguinoids, I guess. Thanks, Vince. And Ned is last with, quote, the Zeno is definitely up there for me, too. As for scariest person, hats off to Anton, I'm going to get this wrong, Anton Chigur from No Country for I, Old Men. No idea. Javier yeah, I, Bardem's performance is so much more grounded than the most of the people playing real terrifying characters, as it's very easy to slip into scenery, scenery chewing. Similarly, Captain Vidal from Pan's Labyrinth is a real monster, though oh. the Pale Man and Pan himself were also nightmarish in their own right, end quote. True. Yeah. Wow. A lot of offsides votes at the last there. Uh, thanks, Ned. Yeah. Very cool. But He's right about Anton Chigurh. Yeah. But what about you, Max? Besides mm. giant spiders, what movie character yeah. scares your bejeebies the most? Oh, uh, that's it. Well, I got two. One of them is Ben Kingsley as Don Logan in Sexy Beast. Okay. And the other is Dennis Hopper as Frank Booth in Blue Velvet. Mm. They're both similar characters in that they are just these... 20, pound, 20 pounds of rage in a 10-pound bag. They're just absolutely terrifying to me. They scared the crap because I believed in them. I thought they were... You could meet people like this. I, that's, I, I never want to see either of those movies again. Those performances just made me so uncomfortable. They're very different. As Hopper is just way over the top, but Kingsley is like this violent man-child. Hmm. Like, burr. Raymond yeah. Burr? No. Or a Godzilla. Aaron Burr. <laughs> Blam! What about you? Who, 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 may, who scares the bejeez out of your G's? Well, there's an easy answer here, and that easy answer is Matt Damon. <laughs> what? Uh, anything with clowns? Uh, um, Javier Bardem in anything? Um, I, I mean, there's a. am surprised he only got one vote, but Hannibal Lecter, dear gods, because... He seems so charming and so reasonable. And then, oh yeah, I eat people. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> it says here on your uh, your your resume here that you eat people. Is that the case? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> I want to give a uh, sort of a 
nod or and also ran to Donald Sutherland's character in Invasion of the Body Snatchers because oh. we're kind of following him for the entire film and he seems to be one of the only people who gets what's going on. And then there's that last shot where he just ah. goes, ah! And yeah. <laughs> and then so does the audience. Yeah. Yeah. That was really, because that's like, you got, what are you going to do? Not sleep forever? So <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go with that. But that's not yep. all. We no. loved your answers last week. Thank so you. So good. So why not spread the love this week by answering, what is your favorite cinematic fake band? We're opening the doors to include fake bands from just about anything, even cartoons. The Mosquitoes, anyone? Let us know. <laughs> and by doing so, you are totally not entering into a permanent contract involving shoes or lint. But for now, we have... The Facts. Pop star, never stop, never stopping. Budget, 20 million. Ooh, not bad. Huh. Take, well. 9 million. Bad. Oh. Yeah. Part of the Ouchie. Reason, yeah, part of the reason may have been that the film was only released in North America and the UK, so not unlike mm. the sales of Connor For Real's second album. Uh. Uh, yeah. Isn't it amazing that they were able to get so many extras to show up for Connor For Real's concerts? Oh, wait, that was stock footage from One Direction concerts. Uh, concerts. <laughs> I figured it had to be stock footage from somewhere. Yeah. In the I always wondered about that category, we have Seal stating that the scars on his face came from wolves. Well, <laughs> there's a tiny little grain of truth in that. He got, there is? There is. He got them from having suffered from the disease lupus, which is the scientific de designation Oh, that's of not wolf. the same thing at all. I said tiny little grain. <laughs> Besides, I can't help but wonder if they did the whole wolf sequence just because of that, but we'll come uh. back to that. How did they get those real-life rappers to sound so sincere about their love of the Style Boys? Easy. The directors asked them their opinions of the Beastie Boys instead. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. The Lonely Island, the group comprised by mm. Andy Samberg, Jorma Tacconi, and Akiva Schaefer, and who are also the three who play the Style Boys, wrote and directed this film. They've also written songs for some of the performers in the film, including Michael Bolton, Justin Timberlake, Adam Levine, no relation to our own Max Levine, Pharrell nope. Williams, and Snoop Dogg. Also, no relation to our own Max Dogg. <laughs> Mumpy the Wonder Dog? Yeah. <laughs> Everything is awesome, including the part where the Lonely Island helped write and perform that song in the Lego movie. Mm -hmm. While there are quite a few similarities between Connor For Real and Justin Bieber, such as oh, each yeah. owned an exotic pet, both had incidents while visiting the <laughs> Anne Frank house, etc., Andy Samberg says it's really just making fun of the music industry as a whole. Besides, he says, Connor's a rapper, not a Bieber or something. I or might, a believer. I might be paraphrasing. No, he can't be because he's what you believe in. Ah. <laughs> Which, what does that hurt me even to this day? Yes. <laughs> Is this an SNL movie? Well, sort of, kind of. There's an awful lot of SNL people in it. There are, including Sandberg himself, Will Forte, yep. Sarah Silverman, Joan Cusack, Maya Rudolph, Bill Hader, Tim Meadows, and Jimmy Fallon. Yep. But it's funny... So it kind of can't be an SNL film. <laughs> oh, ouch! That's not fair. Wayne's World was an SNL film. That's true. There, you picked one. <laughs> speaking, yeah, I'm pretty much out. Speaking um. of SNL, 
This movie mm-hmm. is more or less an offshoot of Sandberg's character Blizzard Man, a tone deaf, that's D-E-F, rapper uh. that's brought in to supposedly help the musical guest make a record. He appeared five times in that role, including one skit where Robert De Niro played his mother. I highly <laughs> recommend looking that one up on YouTube. Yeah, that but, one's actually just watching De Niro in a dress is pretty no, funny. No, watching De Niro rub his butt up against who the hell was it, Ludacris? Uh, I, uh, been. twice <laughs> <laughs> but the comic rap thing can be traced back all the way to the second short film lonely lonely island did for snl lazy sunday better known as the krana what calls of narnia mm-hmm. yeah even yep, though one being of the first made, viral videos yeah one of the first even though being made of fun of quite harshly the team over at tmz loved the fun being made of them in this film's cmz I didn't catch that. That was a parody of some... Oh, wow. I didn't... Ah, yeah, yeah. It was very subtle. Yeah. You might have missed it. The whole idea of people having an album forced on them is simply preposterous. <laughs> except when <laughs> iTunes decided that everyone simply had yeah. to have that U2 album for free. Yep. Good luck deleting that from your account. <laughs> I hated when that showed up on my toaster. <laughs> yeah, well, it's still there. Yeah. Uh, there was surprisingly little trivia for movie this recent, but hey, we don't make stuff up here at Max Mike Movies just to pad the show. I mean, we respect our audience, and we know you can tell the Get on the- with it! But there's no point in us. Nope, 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 nope. Pointless filler. No more padding. Okay, right. The, Get uh, to the movie. The plot. Unless you know some pointless, I mean, uh, the trivia. Oh, there's plenty of stuff, but it'll come up organically in the show. That sounds gross. All right. Mm. The plot. Well... This is a mockumentary along the lines of This is Spinal Tap. In fact, it's a Ish. lot like that film. <laughs> Style Boys is a group of pop rappers, pappers, if you will, who, <laughs> at the top of their game, break up over creative differences, if you can call anything they do actually creative. The leader, Connor For Real, that's number four, strikes out on his own, and his first album does really, really well. The other members try single projects but get nowhere. Owen, one of the three boys, decides to swallow what little pride he has and sticks with Connor's solo career. Lawrence, the actual uncredited writer of all the best lyrics, heads off to the wilds of somewhere to become a farmer. A camera crew is following Connor around on the eve of the release of his second album, obviously sniffing around for any possibility of a style boys reunion. When record sales slump and the venue attendance slips, Connor's management brings in Hunter the Hungry, a very off-the-wall, likely insane rapper, to open, and things flip. Now Connor's the no-one, and Hunter is the up-and-coming. With his life falling apart, as well as that of his best friends, both of whom he's alienated one way or another, Connor turns to booze, pop-tarts, and cartoons as a way of coping. But, at the last minute, pressure from Owen, as well as a quick read-through the book, how to be a better friend brings some clarity to the otherwise brick-stupid Connor. A chance-presenting gig at the Poppies, a fake Grammy Awards, allows the boys to decide once and for all, are they style boys forever? Well, are they? Well, then don't keep me in suspense! The Film Excuse me, that's Style Boys for Life. Okay. Number four? <laughs> yep, of course. Oh. I don't speak in numbers. Otherwise, it's too long. (laughs) Sure. I I guess this all comes down to the original texting where you paid for character. Exactly. Mm. It was that and also the chat rooms on AOL. Why? What did the chat rooms? 
That's America elite. Online for you. Now, a lot of <laughs> a lot of the so-called elite speak uh, originated in those chat rooms. Oh, mostly just people who were too lazy to type out full words. I see. Mm. Well, thank God that's still around. Oh yeah. Ah, uh, so Max, had you seen this yeah. before? I had not. I had oh. heard about it. I knew when it came out, and vanished rather quickly. Okay. It was not in the theaters for very long. I remember that. No. I did know Andy Samberg. I liked him a lot on Personally? Saturday Night Live. But no. Oh. <laughs> yes, th- uh, we met through our through my cousin Adam Levine. No. <laughs> <laughs> and Avril. I know you're a big Avril. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. She uh, she's my second cousin, twice removed. She comes over Canada. for Kreplock once a year. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> But it has to be Canadian Kreplock. Right, because if you fold that fourth corner, people scream. Yep. Boy, that's a deeper. Don't even bother. That's a real deeper. Yeah. So you, you hadn't, this is the first time for you too. Yep, first time. Uh, same for me. I hadn't even heard of it, but when we were doing the uh, the write-up for this show, mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to to reach out and find some stuff I had never seen. And this kept sure. popping up in lists. And I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'll give it a try. Why not? I I actually knew nothing about Andy Samberg. I, I mm-hmm. had seen the Krana What Coles of Narnia, <laughs> but it was when it came out, you know, 20 years ago. So I didn't really remember mm-hmm. it. Yeah, his big thing is Saturday Night Live and also the very successful sitcom Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, is he part of that, too, or The Lonely He is. Hour? He's the star. Oh, is he? He's the, Yeah. Oh, good for him. Yeah, I, I've watched, like, the first season. I keep meaning to watch the rest. It's really funny. It's the first good cop sitcom I've seen since Barney Miller. He seems like a nice Jewish boy. <laughs> I'm guessing <laughs> yes, all three of them they, are? All three of them are yeah. very Jewish yeah. boys, yes. Uh, speaking of that, why don't we get to the cast? We like to do that, get to sure. the cast. I mean, right top at front and center is Andy Samberg. Yep. How do you think he did in this? Um, well, look, he does what he does very well. The thing is, he tends to do the same thing a lot. Mm. Um, this was a Saturday Night Live sketch that got out of hand. Okay. Yeah. I think he does fine, except he doesn't do very much. His performance is very surface, but he's supposed to be. It's a, you know, he's supposed to be a shallow pop star. Okay. And I, I, I think he does that very well. I also think he has terrific energy. He's one of those guys who just flings himself into the part. Yep. Sort Doesn't like, care if it... Hmm? Sort of like a younger Jewish Will Ferrell. <laughs> kind of. Younger Jewish, much smaller Will Ferrell. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> that part of Will Ferrell's thing is just how... He's huge. He's like 11 feet tall. Yeah. And it's when he leaps around and does his stuff, it, that sort of adds to it. But yeah, he's got a lot of energy and a lot of just, you know, I'm not leaving anything out on the field. I'm taking it all... I thought he was really funny. I mm. really enjoyed him. I, that would be fair. I don't have the background. Like, if I had watched all of the um, Blizzard Man oh. skits, I watched three of them. I could mm-hmm. see how that's, okay, he's doing that thing again. And I listened to, they, they have five albums out. Yeah. Including the soundtrack for this. I can see that he could be considered a one-note pony. Wait, is that how that goes? <laughs> One trick. Oh, uh, a one-trick note. Okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I now you're fired. <laughs> I really liked the fun he was poking at that whole pop rap, prap, pap mm-hmm. genre. <laughs> Let's go with pap. <laughs> we'll just call the, pop the rap. The shots pap. that he t- the, the shots this movie takes at the music industry are pretty dead on. Yeah. I t- I like Sarah Silverman who is. 
I, I have mixed feelings about. I, I'm sorry, I'm jumping to another uh, that's, uh, performer. That's She's uh, I, there was a period where everyone thought she was the shiznit, as it were. Yeah, and I think well, she Matt can Damon be did. funny. <laughs> yeah, she can be funny. I don't. I think she's a tad um, overhyped. But uh, I, I love this one line. She says, "You know, I don't really listen." to Connor's music, myself for pleasure, but his music makes so many people money. I think it was, but it seems like, to make a lot of people good. money. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people money. I thought that's really good. Cause that's not where you expect the line to go. No. And that, that's actually one of my favorite quotes from the film. I don't think yeah. she has a lot to do. She's fine. No, she isn't given much. She plays the sort of cold blooded Hollywood produ uh, music producer very well. Yeah. I gotta say she does. When she is doing that sort of understated stuff, I think she's really good. Yeah. Let's go back to the uh, mm. Lonely Island. We'll go to uh, German yeah. Taconi, uh, who plays Owen. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's the perfect little nerd friend who's obviously a tech geek. And when they show him, actually, it's just kind of sad. He has this one moment where he does his own side project, and he's got these <laughs> quote beats i think is that with a z i don't know but he's got Who these knows? beats going which are really like catchy and fun and then he yeah. raps and it's like oh <laughs> yeah you're just like oh, okay he can play but he can't sing yeah and it's obvious like why he was in the position in the style boys that mm -hmm. he was yeah. um but I, you know and i have not seen him in anything else and i thought he played his part pretty dead on yeah I, he, it, again it's a very it's a very very cliche very minor part but he does it. He pulls it off. Well, he's also the one who gets them back together for good or for I, ill. <laughs> yeah. Again, everything in this movie follows the formula. Oh, yeah. So we'll get back to that and, part. Yeah. Um, Akiva Schaefer, I didn't know him from anything, and my spell corrector kept trying to change his name to Akira, <laughs> and it's like, okay, sure, whatever. There's not a... Tetsuo! Yeah. Kanida! Uh, the only thing I will say against Akiva Schaefer's performance is his beard was the fakest looking thing I've <laughs> ever seen. It was not seen. a convincing beard. I did like his performance, though, as the sort of crazed outsider farmer, yeah. you know, who you know has bodies stacked in the shed. Well, and I like the fact that it's not just Connor for real that is clueless. Connor mm -hmm. for is clueless about one thing. And then Owen and Lawrence, those two other yep. characters, are, are clueless in different ways. Uh, Lawrence is generally clueless about farming and wood carving <laughs> well it it turns out he's incredibly successful as a farmer when we find out at the end he grows weed yeah which and this, he grows a lot of weed which now 2016 is a little early for pot becoming nope, uh, legal in in uh, cal well he could have been doing growing it for a uh, medical marijuana which was legal yeah in california at that point so in a way it's kind of preaching because if it was to like if he was poised to be ready for it to become legal he'd have made a bundle because yeah. it's like i got your supply right here but yeah he's fine um he has obviously is not front front and center the way that andy samberg is but he's fine Mm -hmm. Tim Meadows, I kept looking and I was like, who is that? I couldn't remember his name from Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah. He the does ladies great. Man. He plays the, the manager, the, the guy who's been representing and yep. a character we've seen before um, <laughs> in another movie Tim, we're going to talk about. Yeah. But Tim is, Tim is yeah. awesome. Tim is solid. Tim, Tim Meadows, I have never understood why he is not more successful. He is a surprisingly, he, not only is he funny, he has a gorgeous singing voice. Yeah. He's really good, but he is, tends to be relegated to second banana or supporting parts. Mm. I'm not sure why. That's too bad. I think he could do a lot. 
It's probably just not people aren't give, don't have faith in him for whatever dumbass reason. Oops, I that, said uh, dumbass. You know what? Yeah. I can say that. I'm not going to. You can. Do that. That's right. Don't be a dumbass about it. Maya Rudolph is Deborah. Not a big part. Nope. She Maya Rudolph is a treasure. She's wonderful. What do you know her from? Because I didn't know her from anything. Again, mostly from Saturday Night Live, okay. but she's in Bridesmaids. She did this great show called Loot on Apple TV. She has, oh, I can never remember the name. Do you remember the woman who sang Loving You? You know, Loving yes. You. Is That's her mother. Oh. And her mother, she passed on her voice. She doesn't, Maya doesn't have that same 30 octave <laughs> range or whatever it was that that woman had. But uh, she is a real. She's also a really, and also I just love her speaking voice. That that little purr she has. It's really nice. Well, that, she can be really funny. She's great at deadpan stuff. Well, that's cool. I, I she didn't have a lot to do in this film. No, so. she was in like two scenes, and she doesn't say much. And how about who? The other people who show up, like you notice who's playing his mother. Connor's mother. No, it was Joan Cusack. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't even recognize her. I knew she Utterly, was in the movie, yeah. and I could not. It's like, where is she? Again, she's in two scenes, maybe, uh, which is kind of disappointing because it's Joan Cusack. Yeah. Oscar-nominated Joan Cusack. Yep, yep. Uh, the last big character, I guess, is Ashley, played by Imogen mm. Poots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. And I'm sure she, she does, because don't we She's all? a lovely woman. She does a great job. But the, really? You couldn't? <laughs> Poots? Really? <laughs> I mean, Imogen, okay, that's got a nice kind of throwback feel to sure. it, but Poots, really? <laughs> it's probably Poots, and it's Dutch, but whatever. Mm. No one's going to pronounce it that way. You <laughs> might as well just have her last name be Expels Gas. <laughs> <laughs> Rancid fart, you know. And, yeah. and, Again, she has nothing to do, really, no. except be the you know the decorative girlfriend. She gets to pretend to be Cameron Diaz is what she gets to yeah, do. Yeah, kind of. Which she's fine at. Uh, yeah. And the rest, which in this case includes um, a lot of people like Naz and uh, Questlove and Usher oh, and all God, these DJ Khaled. How they got, oh, well, I can tell you how they got a bunch of these guest stars because a lot of them did videos yeah. with The Lonely Island. Yeah. You know, Akon, he's in there too. And Michael Bolton. Uh, who's not only in this, but they did a song with him, which is actually really yep. funny. It's called Jack Sparrow. And yes, they're all excited to be with him, and all he can do is sing about <laughs> movies. Yep, which, which we, um, which Mike and I fully understand. Yeah, I don't see a problem with that. So yeah, I don't, I don't get, I don't get the problem. And but there are these weird little cameos that, uh, what is it? He he shows up with this performer Claudia something or other. Uh, wait, Claudia Cantrell. You know that that was Emma Stone. Oh. Because she yes. also did a song for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the lead singer of Hammerleg, who yeah. they refer to a well, couple of times. I don't think credited. Is not. That's Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. Well, you can't, like that <laughs> voice, you can't disguise that voice. Um, yeah. Hammerleg. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so it's, it's a decent cast for what is a mockumentary. Mm. Why don't we get this out of the way? Did this yeah. film remind you of any other film? Oh, please. <laughs> it reminded me about nine other films, especially this is Spinal Tap. Right. I mean, that's, I think, the biggest uh, influence, the, the clearest um, tribute or whatever <laughs> that this was making. The thing that I will say is the difference bet for me between this is Spinal Tap and pop star never stop never stop 
is I think that Spinal Tap was more making fun of the format of the rockumentary and the band. Mm. And Popstar is really making more fun of the music industry as a whole. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. That being said, I also think there's room for both because... Mm-hmm. A lot of younger audiences, let's face it, the people that, uh, the people that Andy Samberg probably appeals most to haven't mm. actually seen this as Spinal Tap. That yeah. being said, before we get to the end, I think it's fair to say, and I'm pretty sure Max is going to agree with me, this is Spinal Tap is a cleverer film. Yeah, absolutely. But they start right off with the Style Boys, and my first comment was, wow, they are instant lame. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again it's a really funny portrait because they, they represent so many of the, I'm sorry, kids, the Instagram and uh, TikTok generation yeah, very much. of the people, the, the performers who are absolutely convinced that they are brilliant and are not. No. And I mean, they're also kind of harping on boys bands too, right? I'm sorry, boy yeah. bands, not boys. Boy bands, I, yeah. You have to keep putting that Z in. That's apparently what that's a thing. <laughs> boy oh, bands. Yeah. So it's like, it's 98 degrees. It's Backstreet. In it's, sync. It's, it's all It's the stuff. Beastie Boys too. I mean, yes. there's a direct, pretty direct parallel there, but. And of course, the funny thing to me is that the Beastie Boys themselves are also Jewish and there's three of them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Except but the Beastie Boys were actually talented and I And didn't break up. No, no, one of them died, which is sad. I actually yeah, give them a lot a of sad. credit because when is Adam, I can't remember his last name, being of the I Y died, the other two mm. are like, Yeah, we're done. That's it. it we yeah. are not the Beastie Boys without him. It's not gonna happen. I actually watched a really interesting documentary on Apple TV plus about mm. them and they come out and it's like, those aren't the beastie boys. They're somebody's dad because of course <laughs> you know, the beastie are like, you know, in their forties now, yeah. but I was interested enough. I bought an album. I bought Paul's boutique and there's some really good stuff on there and actually they're rapping. And it's like, did you just reference the Flintstones? What the hell? <laughs> oh yeah. They do star Wars. They do all sorts yeah. of stuff. So, you know, yeah, you, there's some of this in there, but it is also, some of the people that are in this film as cameos, mm-hmm. um, I can't help but wonder if they're kind of making fun of them too. Maybe a little. Because this type of pop music, because it's really like, is it rap? Is it pop? It, as I said, it's pap. Uh, mm-hmm. It's so manufactured and everything about it is so clinically calculated oh right? yeah the whole social media presence the what did i have for breakfast like you were saying earlier it's talking about tiktok culture and mm-hmm. instagram culture and all that sort of thing it's lampooning the music industry popularity and documentaries all at the same time mm-hmm. and i think it's actually doing a pretty good job at it um it's being blunt enough that you can't miss it and that's tough with satire because we've talked about this that you can't really do straight satire these days because people don't get it. Yeah. They think you're being serious and like, right on, I'm with you, man. It's like, no, I'm telling you this is a bad <laughs> this thing. This is a joke. <laughs> so I think they found a way to make satire admittedly a little heavy handed, but also it still kind of works. Mm. Do you agree yeah. on that? Or? I think so. I mean, I think the satire here is, it is heavy handed. There are certain points that are just like they're grabbing you by the ears and going, get it, get it. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. It's, 
some of it really hits you on the head hard, and I think it's unnecessary. On the other hand, they say things like, the world is catched by your phrase. And I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's oh, yeah. funny. The, the use of language in this is actually very clever, a lot, surprisingly so. Not more so than the songs. The songs are unfortunately so on point. And I mean, some. I was going to say, quite honestly, really funny. Um, the I'm So Humble, <laughs> the opening song, is really pretty damn clever. There's Just the whole, the whole song being what is now called a humble brag. And the I'm Not Gay song. Uh, with has pink in it, right? She's yes. singing along. And of course, pink is a big LGBTQIOIO. Um, I can say that because I am. <laughs> E-I-E-I-O. Uh, yes. She is a big figure in that community. And mm -hmm. it is so very much like a big straight guy thing or is like, well, I'm okay with that, but I'm not gay, but I'm yeah. okay, but I'm not, I'm not. Which makes you sit there eventually go, are you? <laughs> and there's a song about Mona Lisa. Oh, where he's basically going, I went to France. I saw this thing. I don't get what the whole big point is. She looks like a garbage pail kid. <laughs> um, I just, I was dying. I, I, I was, but I want to say the song that made me cringe laugh the hardest was the Bin Laden song. Oh boy, yeah, that was. I thought that it was, was one I thought that was. It, I thought it was okay. That one I really felt was hitting you on the head. It, That's like okay, you're not even trying to be subtle or indirect this is just think, like ah i think to me that's why it was funny because it was so tasteless <laughs> it was so <laughs> awful um yeah if that's your not your kind of humor i guess i'll come in early and say maybe not your movie but if i this laughed. movie doesn't yeah if you are if you have uh, are easily offended have certain sensibilities or delicate sensibilities this is not your movie because this movie I mean, there are literal, there's a little, sorry, you're going to have to believe this, literal <laughs> dick joke. This was one of the, by the way, one of the few movies I've ever seen, uh, an R-rated that had full frontal male nudity. Yeah. Not only do they have it, <laughs> they literally rub it in your face. Literally. I was sitting there slack John going, huh, there's something I've never seen in a movie before. Yeah. That, huh. That's that's different. You know, Showgirls maybe wasn't quite that tasteless. I don't, don't. <laughs> And the thing is, even I, as a person of that persuasion, could just sit there and stare. Like, am I really seeing this? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what that yeah. is. Yeah. All of it. It's not being, we're not cutting away up and down against that window. Okay. Yeah, maybe it's a prosthetic. We don't know. I don't think so. I think yeah. it's, somebody shaved for the part, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got to give him credit for that because that is something that Hollywood and pretty much any straight director shies away from like, well, we're not showing that. We're not showing that. Well, it's not just that. It's uh, I think it may push your movie from an R rating to an X rating. Apparently not. It's <laughs> fine to show full female frontal nudity. Yeah. That's just dandy, but no, not men. Well, in the, fir yeah, the first the audience doesn't want to see the dangly bits. Uh, well, at least 50% of it doesn't. Um, <laughs> that being said, I remember the first time I actually saw dangly bits in a movie, and it was Alexander. And there's one oh, okay. point where Alexander's, I think it's either Alexander or, or it's his pool boy, I can't remember who, has <laughs> taken his boy, clothes yeah. off and we, you know, have a butt shot. But then yeah. you can see dangling in shadow below. You see Hephaestion's little Hephaestion. Yep. Well, we see 
the dangles. We don't see the, yeah. yeah. And my partner and I both got wide. I didn't turn to each other. We're like, did you see what I saw? Because that's to us, that was the first time we'd ever seen anything from a guy in a movie. So, Oh, no, I can tell you you've seen it before. Life of Brian. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he opens up the window and we get to see little Graham Chapman. Yeah, which, but you don't... (laughs) You don't see it being scrubbed against a window. No, it's not being rubbed <laughs> against a car window or no one is signing it. Yeah. And looking very squicked, which is fine. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah. Well, so now we, we've talked a little about the Lonely Island, which is a group of guys, these three guys who yeah. apparently met in junior high school. So this movie mm. is kind of autobiographical. Kinda? Yeah. The Lonely Island refer- they referred to is they're like rec room or the couch in their parents' basement. They would hang out just the three of them and they referred to it as the lonely Island. Yeah. And they were friends through junior high and high. And, Mm -hmm. uh, they often, they went off to different colleges and so weren't doing as much, but they kind of came back together and tried a various things. One of which was to do these short films on SNL. Mm -hmm. And they basically somehow charmed Lorne Michaels into giving them carte blanche and they were in charge it for a long time i think it was like six years All they did some stuff that became huge you know, yeah. i'm on a boat i just had sex yeah and they also would take unedited versions because you know you can't show mm-hmm. certain things on nbc and they mm-hmm. would post them on the internet and get huge response to that to which snl just sort of went eh. <laughs> <laughs> so they or, continue to work. Uh, I think uh, Jerome Taccone is more of a director, or uh, him or oh, Akiva, I can't okay. remember. I did a little research on this, but obviously not enough. Mm-hmm. They will obviously show up in each other's things. I think Andy is pretty obviously the performer of the group, mm. but they have been in various. They've you know they've also tried to sell shows that didn't sell, but I they became popular very quickly, and I think that they were that young group that just happened to be around when the internet yeah. was showing up, and that was a big deal. Sandberg has also been doing a lot of voice acting. You know, he was in the Hotel Transylvania series. He was in Storks. He's Adam done a Sandler. bunch. Uh, he, it is Adam Sandler plays Dracula. Sandberg plays um, Johnny. Oh, the, the boyfriend. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's. Yeah, so they're they're out there doing their thing. Probably yeah. seen them in something. Maybe you didn't know that it was them, but I I do want to talk about a couple of the other um, not well cameos or small parts. Sure. Bill Hader, another Saturday Night Live yep. alum, as the guitar wrangler, who is and I like that they just throw this in. Yeah, I'm into flatlining, <laughs> which is literally from the movie with uh, Kiefer Sutherland, yep. the Flatliners, yep. where. They medically put stop their hearts and experience death for like sixty seconds. Well, there was I saw it, and it has something to do like they. It's like they're approaching this portal, or it's another form of consciousness. Yeah, it's yeah, some it's weird like ass the, junk. In the very, yeah, and I, I just I love that that just gets thrown in, and then it's gone. It never comes up again. Quite honestly, and, I'll watch Bill Hader in anything. Bill Hader is really funny. He is uh, so funny. And it's even funny when he cracks himself up when he can't like, cause that's one of the big things when he's doing, what is that character? Devon? Oh, Stefan. Yes. You got to understand when he, I, I this is a, a bit of a tangent yeah. when he's cracking up on Saturday Night Live doing his bit. It's because John Mulaney used to write all of Stefan's material and without telling Hader, he would change it. Yeah. So that he was seeing it for the first time on the cue cards or the teleprompter. And so, yeah, he was cracking up because he thought it was funny. 
and he he wasn't ready for it. But yes, he's a lot. He's he's a lot of fun. I also like uncredited there I, uh, the character, the food preparer, the guy who's preparing carrots fifty different ways. Yeah, who is played by Justin Timberlake. Oh God, I cannot recognize that man if he's yeah. like not Justin Timberlaking around. Yeah, he, but I love the name Tyrus Quash. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> I just, that name is hilarious. Well, isn't he the one who sings at the end, too? He is the one in the fish costume, yes. (laughs) Some of the little throwaway lines, like uh, when they call at the end, Connor has been told he's not going to uh, be at the Poppy Awards, and then they say, no, no, they want you. Taylor Swift was just arrested for murder. (laughs) And we never hear anything more about that. I'm like, well, there's another movie right there. Uh, I would say there are a couple. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. And that odd shot at the end. Where he's, you know, doing the, the cliche rockumentary, well, you know, it's all about uh, your friends and you got to stay true to yourself. And suddenly he's knocked over. Was he attacked by a wolf? Yes. And okay, I did, it wasn't clear. I, I did, well, it was the same um, fake wolf that had been thrown uh, on seal earlier, I think. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, and I did not see that. So that was one of the bits I was going to talk about that is like, oh, did, was the wolf, did the wolf thing work? And I think the wolf mm. thing is like a little too far. It, but it does circle back around, and the idea of there being a business called Party Wolves, where you can just call up and rent wolves to come to your party, was, I thought that was pretty funny. But, um, yeah, there's a couple of things that I was a little confused about. The wolf thing was one yeah. of them. One of them is that they talk about how Connor's record sales are doing badly, but whenever they show people at the concerts, some of which is stock footage, but other which is obviously mm-hmm. extras, they all seem to be really into him. Yeah, that doesn't always mean much about record sales. A lot of people get really into the live shows, but they don't buy the albums. Good thing that didn't and, work for Grateful Dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, again, it's the whole thing of the level of success. He's selling those 65,000 albums in a week. Anybody else, that would be, that's pretty good. But he's horrified because he sold, what, 4 million copies yeah. of his first album. And it's, you know, not uncommon for musicians to do really well on one album and then crater. Yeah. And he's everywhere, like clinical depression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is one of the lines in the in the movie that I liked. Yeah, uh, yeah. Another one was, these are the things in my Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> and I like the guy then who, in the, docu- the documentary, going, yeah, I couldn't relate to that song at all, because I've got really different things in my Jeep. <laughs> I would say, though, that the story, such as it is, which is basically ostensibly on the doorstep of the breakup of Style Boys and the beginning of Connor For Real's <laughs> career, yeah. gets a little contrived. It's very contrived. It's basically a whole series of standard rock story cliches, not just rockumentaries, right. but any kind of rock movie movie about a band or about a singer it's it's like okay yes here he here he is moving up from nothing here he you know, I, what is it as dennis lirio i'm drunk i'm no one i'm drunk i'm famous i'm drunk i'm dead right jim morrison yeah it, the only thing they don't do is there's no yoko ono i was actually very surprised yeah. that they're really except for his proposing to that girl who he obviously had no interest in Mm-hmm. Um, there really wasn't the usual girlfriends ruining everything, which I thought no. was actually kind of nice. Although women have mm-hmm. a very small role in this film. Yeah. At least they weren't being totally 
They, they weren't they weren't the villains. No, and they weren't being just totally stereotyped into what they do. In mm-hmm. fact, Sarah Silverman plays one of the people in charge, so there is that. Um, mm-hmm. And there's at least there's at least two black people in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> there's quite a few. Yeah. Come on, Questlove, DJ Khaled. Yeah, there's a L- Usher, Seal, Nas, which I Nas. I don't know if that's Lil Nas or I don't know. I I look, well, of course, I'm very plugged into the. Uh, hip-hop scene, so I have no idea. I don't know. You know that hip-hop rhymes with mip-mop. That's what you know. No, I don't know Well, I know it now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so um, it's Mm -hmm. a little uneven, shall we say. Mm. And I wonder if that's Mm. going to play out in our final um, viewing of the film, because this is the first time for each of us, but um, I'm I'm out of notes. (laughs) strangely i don't know if that's a good thing or not bad thing because i don't want to give it away do you have any more notes you wanted to get to nope i think uh, i think we've covered it the finish so max yeah pop star never stop never stopping made by (laughs) an island (laughs) no man is made by gilligan's island yep i'm glad it wasn't uh what did you think danger island (laughs) next Uh uh-oh chongo what did you think (laughs) of Lonely Islands, pop star, never stop, never stopping. I think this would have been a hilarious 15-minute sketch. I I think parts of it were very funny. I just didn't think it needed to be a movie. We've seen this so many times. Not just the making fun of the band, but there have been a lot of movies that have made fun of the music industry and taken shots at it. Hell, Josie and the Pussycats did it, even if they did it terribly. The live-action movie? Yes, they did. Yep. I was gonna say the cartoon certainly didn't. <laughs> no, the movie the movie definitely did. I, I like one thing about that movie I thought was funny is there's the boy band in it is called Du Jour. It's like, oh. okay, that's perfect. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But uh uh parts of it are really funny and it still just blows me away how many who they got to appear in it. Yeah. Especially when they and didn't the know music, they, were, hmm? they were going to be answering questions about style boys, and they thought yeah. they were talking about the, ba- yeah, the Beastie, uh, boys. Beastie Boys. boys. Oh, no, they're just S. They're not boys. <laughs> they just have an S. They don't need the Z. No. Yeah, but uh, the music is so fu- is so damn funny. I, I like Lonely Island's music. I think their songs are really funny. I, I think the humor in it is very lowest common denominator. It's very much, here is the joke. See the joke? Here's the steeple. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and, it, so, and some of it works, and some of it is kind I think, a little... snl Condescending. <laughs> a little snl and a little condescending. A little bit... It's snl in the way that SNL has one joke and does it over and over again. Yeah. In a sketch. But, you know, I, well, I thought it was fun. Uh, and it, it didn't drag. I thought it moved along well. You know, it's uh, an hour 27, so it doesn't have a lot of time. Yeah. What about you? What did you think? Well, so I'd never heard, or not, it's not fair. Mm-hmm. I probably the name Andy Samberg had been in the back of my head somewhere rattling around mm-hmm. looking for a little hole to fall in. Um, I did not know his work from SNL as I've not watched SNL since the 70s. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know, when it was funny. I know that's not fair, <laughs> but. No, but it's kind of accurate. And I never heard of this movie. And mm-hmm. so I, I went into it utterly blank, no idea. And part of me is like, yeah, we've seen this. This is this is Spinal Tap, although not as clever. Um, in some cases, not as well acted. I honestly think Michael McKeon just utterly surprised me 
in that mm-hmm. film because I was so used to him as Lenny, and that was it. And he's so unrecognizable in that movie. I didn't believe it was the same guy, even when I saw the name. Yeah, I was like, oh, there's another Michael McKean. Okay, and so is Harry Shearer. Like Harry, uh, I you totally and Christopher Guest. Yeah, jeez, and. and Let's face it, this is Spinal Tap. I, I didn't bother to look this up. It may or may not have been the first mock you rockumentary, but it kind of set the standard. That being said, this film has obviously seen that film. Oh, yeah. But Big time. Again, I think a modern audience, younger kids, you know, 2016, 20 somethings, early 30 somethings, they certainly have heard it goes to 11, but they've never actually watched the film. And the the music industry hasn't really changed. It's just gotten worse, Mm. I think. And I think it's gotten much more industrial. It's much more like machine stamped. Yeah. And I think as far as skewering that, this film does a really good job because it makes all that stuff seem so superficial and Mm. so contrived. And I laughed my ass off. Yes, it's blunt. It is a big blunt stick and it is hitting you in the face, but it's making me laugh. The songs I thought were hilarious. Um, Mm. The Bin Laden song was so cringy, (laughs) but I just, I laughed because it's like, this is horrible, but it is funny. The Mona Lisa song made me laugh. They end the song with... uh, important or the movie with important thoughts is that what incredible thoughts yeah incredible thoughts and it was really funny i just i don't know i this is a movie that if you had told me what it was about and i'd probably seen the bits from snl first especially Mm -hmm. blizzard man and i gotta say i watched a couple of them and i'm sorry but luda who's the guy who's been on snl the longest now keenan um keenan uh keenan thompson keenan thompson Ludacris is a better actor than Keenan Thompson is because in the two, bar- I'm sorry, but the two bits that he was in, yeah. Ludacris isn't once looking at the cue cards. He's just doing it. No. And Keenan is looking right at the cards the way they all do because <laughs> that's just how it goes. Well, he's been there for for 135 years. So, you know, he's, you know what? Good for him. <laughs> yeah. I have seen him on things like what's wrong with this picture. Um, mm-hmm. Those get bits where he's pretty funny. If I had seen this in reverse, if I had seen the many Adam Sandberg, Andy Sandberg bits first, I might not have liked this movie as much. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoyed it. I'm glad I watched it. I thought it was funny. Okay. The plot, you know what's coming. There's no surprises yeah. in it. It's more like nope. you got who to do what? You didn't just <laughs> sing that. Please tell me you didn't just, oh, you did. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Um, I think the music industry deserves to be lampooned harshly Mm. very very harshly yeah it's an easy target and quite honestly if this makes some of the people that are posting pictures of their dinners and them (laughs) taking a poop and stuff like that (laughs) and makes them go you know maybe the world doesn't need to see this (laughs) then maybe the film's actually done some good otherwise all this made me think of is andy samberg yeah i'll watch you again i think you're funny i love your energy you have a great big smile good for you Good for Thousand the, Island or whatever this is. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing I will say, and again, this is why what makes a lot of movies enjoyable, it looks like they're having a really good time. Yeah. It looks like they're having fun. Especially Sandberg. Even when his character is supposedly mm. depressed, he's still smiling. <laughs> yep, and those yep. damn horse drawings he did. <laughs> oh, I could go on a huge rant about celebrity painters. Uh, you, you know oh what I'm talking boy. about. Oh, I yeah, just didn't yeah. take a painting. But I didn't bother studying anything to do with painting. I'm famous. I can paint. Mm. Yeah. 
They, they eat, breathe, breathe. <laughs> calm blue ocean, calm blue ocean. <laughs> yeah. So I, definitely I would say a vote from me and a yeah. vote yeah. with caution from Max. Yeah, I'd say a vote with an asterisk for me. But mm. we have poll questions, and those are never questionable, except we want you to answer them. Just so read the question. Okay, right. So <laughs> this coming week, we would like you to tell us who is your favorite cinematic fake band? And by cinematic, we're opening up to whatever. Movies, TV shows, even cartoons. So if you want to choose Josie and the Pussycats, you go right ahead. The um, Bugaloos, the Bugaloos. They're here and there and everywhere. Um, just not Lidsville, because they are the cuckoo cookies, yeah. and they, apparently they scare yeah. my cousin. Uh, <laughs> but you can answer our question in the usual ways, the best of which is to email us directly at us at maxmikemovies.com. Hey, while you're going to maxmikemovies.com, our website, why not leave a comment? You can leave your, your answer there to our poll question, or give us ideas of other series you'd like us to do, films you'd like us to watch, or even just comment and say, you guys are totally wrong. Um, that is just done on maxmikemovies.com. If you are on Facebook, so are we on Facebook, where we are Max Mike Movies. And lastly, if there is a podcast app of some sort, we're likely on that. We have literally no control. It's almost like I made a TV show and every network is showing it. Apparently that's how podcasts <laughs> work and that's just mm. fine. But what's so funny is just starting off. And that means it's Max's turn to tell us what he thinks is so funny. Max, what's so funny? Nothing. We are born astride the grave. Oh God, we're watching a French film. <laughs> we face into... No, no. No, because I'll tell you something. We're on a mission from God. Are we? Yes, we are. Our mission isn't... This is another musical or can't really call it a musical. It is a comedy with a lot of music in it and a lot of people singing and a lot of people driving. Uh-oh. And Steven Spielberg is in it. It's not an SNL film, is it? Honestly, it kind of is. Oh! It certainly was. Yes, it's an <laughs> SNL film. It's Blues Brothers. Oh. How have not, we not done the Blues Brothers? <laughs> I don't know. And I'm being really nice and not making us watch Blues Brothers 2000. What well, didn't that have um, John Goodman in it? Yes, it did. Oh. Yeah, Fred Flintstone, because that's who I... That's <laughs> unfair, I know, but... No, he's been, very talented. He just is wasted in this movie because... Well, anyway. Blues Brothers But we're seeing the ago. original Blues Brothers. Blues, yes. Blues Brothers was a long time ago. Is it still funny? We're going to find out. And we're going to find out next week. And you're going to find out with us. This has been a co-production of The Voice of Max and The Movie Wrench. Now hit record with I my finger, record. and now I'm recording with my voice. You are clever, aren't you? I, I am clever with my brain and my pancreas. I disagree. <laughs> Don't you disrespect my pancreas. I'm going to go for Paul Lynn for the block. Anyway. <clears throat> three... Two. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> Just on, it's been, do it's the counting! <laughs> no! You can't make me! <sighs> Three. I can't two. Wait, we have to calm down because I have to do this stupid rap opening. <laughs>
Don't fuck it up. I'll try. <laughs> it's been a long time. I've forgotten. <laughs> no, you haven't. I'm old. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme. Give <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> 